Hi everyone, this is Steve Hill and welcome to the podcast Stuff with Steve. And I'm sitting in my office today and across from me is my good friend Bob Renicky. and frequently Bob and I have a weekly cup of coffee and we talk about stuff. And in fact, he's kind of the uh, inspiration for Stuff with Steve. <laughs> and Bob, uh, thank you for coming in and doing a podcast with me today. And I know that what's on a lot of people's minds are the, would be the Israel uh, conflict and what's going on in the world over there. And we often relate it to biblical prophecy. But before we kind of get into that, why don't you uh, tell everybody just a little, a little bit about you. Who is Bob Renicky? Well, good morning, Steve. Um, who is Bob Renicky? Well, I uh, am just a guy that's been going to church here at Grace for about 15 years. And uh, I get the pleasure of having coffee with you every week because uh, we're on the board together. And um, I always have lots of questions. Uh, and of course, you chose a topic that I probably know the least amount about. but. Uh, Hopefully I don't screw this podcast up for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no messing up podcasts. They're just podcasts in the raw, you know. Yeah. We just kind of go for it. Yeah, and uh, what do you do for a living? Well, I work at the bank. I'm a financial advisor. Been doing that for close to 20 years. And uh, the current event topics come up all the time, every day in, uh, in my world, and as yours too. Mm-hmm. So very interested in some of the stuff going on and just how that plays into the Bible. and. Um, and of course, I have lots of questions, and, and I know you just went to Israel, so um, imagine you studied up a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Bob, when you think about this um, uh, current conflict that's bro- broken out, and it's in the news, right, and people are talking about it, at least people I'm around are talking about mm-hmm. the, the, the conflict with Gaza and Hamas, but uh, what are some of the questions or thoughts that come to your mind when these kinds of things happen? Well, the first thing I wonder is, you know, who is who is Hamas and uh, how does that play into, you know, potentially end times or does it play into end times and um, just the conflict and I, you know, just what, how does uh, Hamas, um, how is that part of Israel and, and what's, what is the conflict and all of that and, you know, I think biggest question though is how does it play into end times or does it play into end times? That's the That'd be my first question to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious your thoughts on that. And uh, it seems like, you know, wars and battles and fights have been going on for a long time in Israel. Um, but so, but recently it got more escalated and and some pretty horrific things are happening right now. And uh, so people are talking, like, is this, is this the beginning of the uh, end? Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the word Hamas is not found in the Bible, right? So that's no probably shocking thing there. But Israel being in conflict is all over biblical prophecy, mm-hmm. that there will be, uh, as Jesus said, wars and rumors of wars, um, and that uh, armies will invade Israel, that there will be bloodshed. So that that is certainly part of the biblical picture. Uh, and perhaps Hamas is is just part of that. Uh, Hamas is based in Gaza, which I have not been to Gaza. I've been to Israel twice, and uh, there are two sections of, I guess you would say, the Israel Israeli occupation. One is uh, Israel surrounds Gaza, and they used to occupy it. And secondly, the West Bank, as well. So. Um, 
I don't know where I said it with that, but the um, the hum, uh, conflict in Israel is something that is prophesied in the Bible, and that will will come to that will come to fruition. There will be there will be Armageddon, uh, a war, and uh, those kinds of things will be happening for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Do the countries that surround Israel um, are they are there allies with Israel, or are there is there tension all around Israel? There are no allies for Israel. Mm. And currently, Israel is a democracy surrounded by uh, Egypt, Jordan, Syria, and Lebanon. Mm. And so it's four countries, Muslim countries, that in some way, shape, or form have all been involved in wars of Israel, whether it was a 67, 1967 or 1972, or uh, other skirmishes, especially with Lebanon and Syria on the northern mm-hmm. border of Israel. In the Bible, uh, during the last days, we're gonna, I'm going to call it the, the very end times, the uh, tribulation period, Israel is all alone and being attacked. Mm-hmm. So it has no allies except for the Lord Jesus Christ and his return. But right now, the United States is uh, friendly towards Israel, uh, supports Israel. Um, so, but yet we somehow play, we play into this somehow, right? I mean, there's some connection we have to, whether they're giving money to Iran, who supports Hamas openly, right? So mm-hmm. how, does, how does that play into it, or does it play into it? It's interesting. People ask me, well, where's the United States in the Bible? Yeah. And the answer is nowhere. Mm-hmm. I can't find a passage in Scripture that says this is the United States. And a lot of, because I think the United States has a lot of Christians, a lot of Jewish people, there's a lot of support for Israel. Mm-hmm. And there's some passages in the Bible that talk about praying for peace and praying for Israel. In Numbers, it says, those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. That verse in, in the book of Numbers is with Balaam the donkey mm-hmm. and that, that whole scene. And so that might be lifted a little. We have to be careful not to lift those things out of context as well. But I think it's by and large true that the United States is very supportive of Israel uh, and maybe for geopolitical reasons, but there has been that support. Was there also support because uh, some uh, sympathy because of World War II and the Jews being killed by Nazi Germany? Is there is that part of the the support towards Israel, um, almost out of um, sympathy? I think that's probably a good point. And also in the United States, there was a strong, at least in churches and with mm-hmm. Christians, a strong movement towards studying biblical prophecy in the uh, 1800s mm-hmm. and in the 1900s. And so when Israel became a formal nation in 1948, the people began to say, hey, that's a sign. That, that's a super sign mm-hmm. that Israel is formally being, Jews are formally being uh, you know, back into the land of Israel. So that became a big deal mm-hmm. to, uh, to Americans and to, because all of a sudden they said, well, God's plan is coming together. Right. And so in, let's say 1850 or 1900, people would kind of scoff, well, there is no future plan for the Jews. God uh, turned his back on the Jewish people. There is no promise for them. 
when all of a sudden all the juice came back and the Balfour Declaration became uh, from the United Nations gave Israel that property, then people began to take notice of biblical prophecy and take it seriously. So then Americans and people went to church who were paying attention to that said, we better support Israel because that's because this is true. Something is happening over there. The, mm. the, Lord, uh, the Lord's plan is coming together. Mm. How, what, how does Egypt play into this? Because I know they border the bottom part of Gaza. And, and I've read that uh, Gaza is, in a sense, like a open space prison, in a sense, for Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also are, uh, there's a border there. They're guarded there with Egypt, but is Egypt favorable towards uh, Hamas, or is it more favorable towards Israel? Well, my understanding is Egypt is not favorable toward either group, Okay, and they're not allowing Hamas to come into their country. I read yesterday, early this morning, that the King of Jordan is not allowing any Gaza refugees into his country, and what's very interesting to me about that is that uh, before the United Nations Declaration, let's say in the 1920s, in that time period, all of modern day Israel was part of the country of Jordan. So those were Jordanian people. Hmm. So what's curious about that to me is that the people in Gaza are technically Jordanian people by citizenship. And the King of Jordan is not allowing all those refugees into his country. Interesting. Um, so you do you see any connection between what's going on in other countries I've heard mentioned like Iran and Russia and those both seem to be in the news a lot and the United States plays a part in that as well. Um, Do you see any of that kind of heading towards signs of end times? I think that's a great question. So when people ask me, hey, are we in the last days? Mm -hmm. And the technical answer is yes, but we've been in the last days since Jesus ascended into heaven. So if I had a time chart out, the last days is a technical term the Bible found uh, five times in the New Testament, I believe. And it just signifies that time period between the the ascension of Jesus into heaven and when he comes back again. Mm -hmm. So in all of human history, we're in the last days for sure. But Jesus said, Uh, There will be wars and rumors of wars, Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25. It's called the Olivet Discourse. And, but the super sign to me is that the the Jews return to the land. Mm. That that was huge. Mm. And so what are the other indicators that might, we might go, oh, we should pay attention to that. And I think you hit the nail on the head with a couple of them. One is that um, Iraq and Iran are in the biblical scenario in the book of Ezekiel. And so um, we have the rebuilding of Babylon in Revelation 17 and 18, and that would be modern day Iraq. And then uh, the uh, the Iranian country, Iran now is the old Persian empire, which in the Bible's called the Elam, E-L-A-M. And so they are mentioned in the book of Ezekiel when it comes to prophecy. So um, those countries seem to be part of that at- ultimate attack on, on Israel as well. And the other part, which you mentioned, is the country of Russia. So that gets brought up for two reasons. Number one, it says at the Battle of 
at the, the final battle in the book of Revelation, it says the army from the north. And so if you draw a line north of Israel, you end up in Russia, straight north. However, in ancient times, every army that came to invade Israel came, basically came from the north because you had to cross the Jordan River or the mountain ranges. So everybody came from the north. It was just what happened. Uh, but with that, in the book of Ezekiel, in chapter 38, there is a potential reference to the country of Russia. And it, and it depends on which Bible translation that you open up. And it's the word Ross, R-O-S in Hebrew. And it can mean a, a position or a title or it's a noun indicating a location. And so there's a there's a significant amount of biblical scholars who say this is a reference to Russia. And that's where that, that idea comes from, that the Russian, uh, an army from the north from Ross, Russia, is, will someday be invading the land. How does Russia feel about Israel? Well, I don't know, sir, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't know, right? But it uh, seems like they have May, and maybe it's because they want to be against the United States. Mm -hmm. They have uh, aligned themselves with, with Iran and Syria and the countries around. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you can see where that could play into that right. whole scenario. So this war that we talk about, is that uh, after the rapture or before? Oh, that's a great question, Bob. <laughs> You're on track here. So um, in my thinking, there's going to be a rapture of the church. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the word uh, rapture has the idea of a king approaching a, a, a city and a delegation comes out to meet the king to escort him into the city. So the rapture is that we uh, meet Jesus in the air and then there will be a seven-year tribulation period and then we'll all be escorted into the new Jerusalem where Jesus will be uh, king Hmm. King, his kingdom. So this war happens after the rapture, during that tribulation period. Do you think that these kinds of events are um, part of the leading up to that rapture and then continue on? Or do you think we just don't know? We just don't know. <laughs> there have been a lot of events that have happened, and people go, well, this is it. This is the end. Right. And they've all been wrong, right? But we are getting closer. We have to be because God the Father knows the exact date. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, every day we're a day closer. Did the, was this feeling the same when uh, during World War II when Jews were being killed? Was this like, oh, this is it? Because at that time, Israel was not a nation. I think Bible people, scholars, mm -hmm. or people like that during World War II thought Adolf Hitler was the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But did they make the connection that uh, we don't have this regathering uh, because, you know, this, you know, didn't have Israel as a nation? Did, was there people saying, well, this can't be because, or I've, did they say, well, we just don't understand all of this? I think people were more in the line of, we just don't understand this. The Jews started returning to the land actually mm -hmm. in about 1900 and that's where the kibbutz mm. system happened which was actually socialism in israel and so they would return to the land which was in terrible shape and uh, start these farms and these communities so they were leaving places like germany in eastern europe western europe and there was a migration 
uh, and then World War II broke out, uh, and then after that, 1948, the British pulled out of Israel, and many Jews flooded into the into mm. modern day Israel. Mm. You had made a comment. I think this all started from years ago when I asked you, uh, "Does God favor the Jews?" And you said yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember the exact question I asked you, but I was reading something, and it seemed like there is a special place in God's heart for the Jews. And um, and you gave me a little history of that. Um, so how does you know? It seems like it seems like um, even though there's a special place in God's heart for the Jews. The Jews don't necessarily believe in Jesus in the, in the way we do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how does that all play into it? Or how does that all work? Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. So, And do they believe this is end times? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> There's a lot of questions right there. You right. just asked, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm in my mind going, how much history does Bob want right now? So yeah. uh, Abraham, Genesis 12. Was given a pro- and Genesis 15, and a couple more times in Genesis, given the promise of the land, mm-hmm. and that he would be a blessing to all nations, and how is he a blessing? A blessing to everyone, the Messiah would come through him, mm-hmm. Jesus. So, and uh, so that promise is still in effect, mm-hmm. and it's called an unconditional covenant. When did Israel stop being Israel? And started back in 1948. But when did, how much of a gap was there? 2,000 years. Wow. So let's think of it this way. We have Abraham and, t- I can give you signposts. 2,000 B.C. Abraham, 1,500 B.C. Moses, 1,000 A.D. King David, or excuse me, B.C. BC yep. 500 B.C. the Babylonian smash Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jesus comes at zero. Okay. So you have those, you can, yeah. and it's not perfect, but it gives you a time frame, right? And then after Jesus ascends into heaven, the Romans come and smash Jerusalem to pieces. Mm. Literally, literally, just. Is that when Israel was no then, more? Yeah, and then, and then they attacked what's called Masada, Mm-hmm. and killed uh, the Jewish zealots at the top of this. I've been there. And then about 50 years later in 110 AD, a man named Simon Bar Kokhba led a revolt of the remaining Jews in the land to try to kick out the Romans. That didn't go so well. And um, the Romans came back and basically murdered everybody and carried them off. Mm-hmm. So from that point forward, Jews were, were not organized and had any control over Jerusalem or the land of Israel. So between, let's say, 180 till 1948, they did not have any organized presence. So that's why when they all returned, a lot of people said, wow, that's a a sign. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had a lot happen since then. And, I mean, there's been wars in Israel, seems like always, Mm -hmm. (laughs) since then. Right or but, so is this one more significant than some of the ones in the past fifty years? Well, it feels more significant, right? Because right. this is—I don't know how many people ultimately were killed in the Hamas slaughter, but uh, twelve hundred mm-hmm. people. Well, I think it's yeah, or something yeah. like Jews were 
were, were uh, murdered. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like that's the largest, that's, as right. I've heard people say, they're 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. And it may be that this Gaza invasion that seems to be imminent would cause other countries to get involved. Right. So that's why people are like on edge. Is this that. the beginning of something? Something bigger. Bigger, yeah. Something biblical. There's a, how many people are in Israel? I mean, yeah, how many? Yeah, six to seven million people. Wow. Uh, uh, one million are Arabs. Hmm. Not all Arabs are Muslims, but most are. Some are Christians. I was in Bethlehem in March, and my one-day tour guide was um, a, uh, an Arab who was a Christian, mm -hmm. and he spoke the ancient language of Aramaic, the language that Jesus would have spoken, mm -hmm. and which they, the, uh, many of those people still speak today in Israel. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I read that there's like two, is that part of that, it said six million? Yeah, six, is seven that, million, um, seven million, yeah. And there's two million in around Gaza. Correct. Is that part of the six million or separate? No, that would separate. be separate. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's incredible to realize. I mean, I've read like almost six million Jews died in uh, the around, Holocaust. Yeah, during the Holocaust. Yeah. So that's that was like two thirds or something like that. It was I don't remember the number, but I I, I don't know. It's significant, right? Right. Yeah, there are actually more Jews live in the United States than live in Israel, I believe. Really? I, well, yeah, between New York City and the Northeast, and mm. I, I believe that's correct. If it's not correct, it's pretty close. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And are we? Am I hearing this whole regathering of Jews? Is that uh, more in the last seventy years, or is that is that when they're talking about that? Is that happening right now because of this war? I'm not aware that it's that that Jews are migrating back during this war, right? Yeah. Um, but they certainly migrated back right after World War II. Mm. What basically happened is the uh, after World War One, the Ottoman Empire collapsed because they were on the side of the Germans, uh -huh. and the British took over and the French mm -hmm. uh, the Middle East because the Ottoman Empire controlled everything from Turkey to uh, all those countries: Lebanon, Syria, Jordan. Uh, Israel, all, mm -hmm. all those places. And the British and the French carved it all up. Yeah. And then the British said, this is too difficult for us to handle. And so through some UN resolutions called the Balfour Amendment, they gave the land to the, to the United Nations gave the land to Israel. And so they um, migrate back, but it, there was instant conflict because who owns that land? And the, and the Arabs or the people who were already there said, uh, it's our land. And Jews said, no, the United Nations gave it to us. This has been our homeland before you were even here. So that's part of that. that that's a big part of that skirmish, hmm. for sure. Wow. And then during the, so it's 1948, during the 67 uh, war with Jordan and so forth, uh, Israel took back the West Bank, which is a very small area, actually. It's uh, maybe uh, 50 miles by uh, 10 miles wide. It's not very big. Mm. And we call the, it's called the West Bank, and it's called the Occupied Area, which mm. I've been in a couple times. So that so tourists you can go to both of these places, Gaza and and the West Bank, before this war? Oh, not Gaza. Okay, so Gaza's never <laughs> that's, been that's never not, been open. That was never safe. <laughs> okay, but the West Bank was. The West Bank was, even though there was conflict. Yeah, Jericho, the ancient yeah. city of Jericho, is part of the West Bank. 
okay. as well as uh, driving down the Jordan River uh, Valley. How does Jerusalem fit into all this? Because you know the Bible talks a lot about Jerusalem, and um, how does that fit into all of this end time stuff? Is there anything significant about absolutely yeah. Israel and Jerusalem is the very center of biblical prophecy. Jesus is going to return to Jerusalem. Yeah. And when I went to Israel, we stood on the top of the Mount of Olives, which overlooks the temple area, the temple mm-hmm. area where the Dome of the Mosque is. Yeah. Um, that's a 35-acre complex, and you look right on, on it. And so Jesus will be returning to the Mount of Olives, and Zechariah says it will split in half. Yeah. So the Old Testament minor prophets say it'll split in half. Uh, there's going to be that mm. kind of return. So it, that's yeah. the very center of um, biblical activity. It's not America. Yeah. It, it's Jerusalem. Right. So is other places like Bethlehem, isn't that closer or in part of Gaza? Or? No, Bethlehem is on the outskirts of Jerusalem. It's, it's, okay. uh, it's uh, so that you can go to Bethlehem, Bethlehem as a tourist. Oh, absolutely. I okay. was there. Oh, you were? Yeah, I was in Bethlehem. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought that was also uh, not as safe of a place to go. If you're Jewish, it's not It's not the best. Okay. But for Gentiles, that's yeah. a non-Jewish person. And Mary, uh, tourists are all welcome. Very interesting. Very, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. And Jericho is the same way. So I went to Muslim restaurants. Mm-hmm. Very welcoming to American tourists when mm-hmm. I was there. Interesting, yeah. I, I don't know what it's like uh, a few months later now. Right. Everybody's on edge, I would assume. Yeah, right. Um, so far as end times go, um, we have this rumors of war. And mm-hmm. wars have been going on for some time now. And um, we have what we, as Christians, we look towards the next thing. Is that Would that just be the rapture? Yes, you are 100% right. Okay. So there's no, there's nothing that has to happen between now and the rapture. No, we call that imminence. It's okay. imminent. Okay. That's why over and over Jesus said, "You got to be ready. The thief right. in the night's coming. Be prepared." Yeah. So Bob, are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want him to come in the middle of my neck. Netflix show, right? Yeah. That's, that's the old joke. Don't come during my TV Will show. Will there be Netflix and <laughs> yeah, yeah. after the rapture? Yeah. So um, that, the next event. In biblical prophecy is the rapture. Wow. And then sometime after the rapture, yeah, we don't know how long, there will be a peace treaty between the Antichrist and Israel. Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. So really it could be, uh, the Antichrist could be here now. Could be. Yeah, we just don't know. We won't be able to know who that is probably because we will be part of the rapture correct but um but we can guess we can guess <laughs> people guess probably guess all wrong right yeah. it seems that the antichrist is a gentile mm-hmm. probably of roman descent because of some things mentioned in the book of daniel okay it has to be a, des- a descendant of antiochus anyway a descendant of the roman empire so that could be anywhere in europe basically yeah um the roman empire very interesting yeah I it makes me want to learn more um, 
never really been a history guy, but mm -hmm. this is important. It's, it's very well, interesting. Yeah, all the history part helps us to understand some current, yeah, some current current events. Right. It, it gives us an understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So you would say to the first question, is this the end times? You said, well, yes. Regardless of this war. <laughs> Regardless of this war. We've always been in the last yeah. days. Right. The last days. It could happen at any moment. Mm. So we need to be ready. Yeah. My prayer life needs to be ready. My Bible reading life needs to be ready. My everything needs to be ready. I just need to be ready. Mm. Is there anybody that you like to like you would recommend that we could study or follow or anybody who does any of that end times stuff um, that is like, oh, that's a good resource that you study, that you respect? Yeah. Uh, one author that I really like is Mark Hitchcock, and he teaches at Dallas Theological Seminary. Mm -hmm. He's a pastor. Uh, he has a PhD, and I've heard him in debates. He's very... Uh, I've heard him speak. Mm -hmm. I think I went to school with him, too, but he was a lawyer. He's a really sharp guy, mm -hmm. really sharp. And the difficult thing about prophecy is that you have to take a little bit of information from Daniel, Ezekiel, and just be able to correlate it all mm -hmm. so that it makes sense. And he does a good job of that, his books. So what what are the books of the Bible that uh, oh. a person should study if they wanted to learn more about this stuff? Uh, Daniel, the book mm -hmm. of Daniel. Uh, obviously, Revelation would mm -hmm. be another part. First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. And then Zechariah and Malachi in the Old Testament be a couple more. In Ezekiel? In Ezekiel chapters uh, 38 and 39. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so you got to put all that stuff to get, how does it all fit together? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a book that you would recommend or just the? Uh, one of those Hitchcock books uh, called The End is okay. a pretty good thorough book. I use it, I've used that in classes I've taught. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you. I think you're the one that enlightened me to. Uh, I thought was fascinating was that uh, most churches uh, believe that the rapture happens. We don't go through tribulation as Christians, but there are some that do believe that we mm -hmm. do. But um, I, I always wondered, you know, what's you know what's the right answer to that? But I think you are the one that told me that it's pretty well believe that we the rapture happens and we don't go through tribulation. Yeah, that's, that's my true. viewpoint and different denominations have different views. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, and I mean generally speaking, Baptists believe in the rapture, uh, Assembly of God denominations, Foursquare, uh, most non-denominational churches all believe in the rapture. Mm -hmm. uh, Presbyterians and Catholics and Lutherans believe that there is no rapture and uh, some believe that all of the prophecies in the book of Revelation have already occurred. Oh. So oh. Um, they believe that all of that was fulfilled with the Roman Emperor Nero and okay. things in the first century. I don't think any of that fits very well. Not not even close. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think Nero killed a third of the population hmm. of the world, and, and there, there, some things just don't fit at all. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, good. Yeah, good questions. I know enough now to know that I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, or don't know enough. <laughs> well, we can try to talk about it again. Yeah, uh, that's a good yeah. future thing. Okay. Well, Bob, thank you for being part of this podcast, and we can just kind of uh, have our coffee and uh, yeah, talk about current events in the Bible. Thanks for having so, me. All right. Mm-hmm.